This is an SJC Radio production. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. <laughs> Welcome to Series 3, Episode 11 of Pit Stop, and this is the last episode of Series 3. It is. Yeah, sad. It is. It is. Very sad. sad, but we will be back. We will definitely it's be back. Not, it's not the end. Um, got to start off with a couple of apologies. Last week's radio show didn't go out on Friday. I was listening, and they played the previous weeks. Now, the reason for that... I will simply say it was it was due to the year 11 prom. Um, I'm not going to explain why, but that, that was the reason <laughs> anyway. I'm also going to apologise if you listened to last week's show for the complete and utter nonsense you lot were talking about. <laughs> yeah, you lot mainly, about uh, how far below sea level I was, Holland was. I was reading what it said on the sheet. Yes. Okay, so it said on the sheet, it was obviously a typo, Ed. It said... Was it five kilometres? It said five kilometres. Yes. That clearly, because as we know, it was actually five metres. Now, so you were saying, well, it says five kilometres. It must be right. The deepest, um, the deepest, yes, the deep, the deepest area of land in the world is the Dead Sea. This is the area of land which is the furthest below sea level. How many metres do you think that is, the Dead Sea? Ooh. This is the lowest point on land in the world. Let's say in meters. 300 meters. You're not far off at it. It's 423 meters. So, I was say that, you know. yes, and uh, which makes a complete mockery of what we're saying about even even myself. I was I was saying, oh, 500 meters. In all fairness, um, my excuse for that is I'm so busy trying to edit and press buttons uh, whilst we're talking and thinking about we mustn't have any dead air, that I wasn't fully focused on the question in hand. Had I been focused on the question in hand, I would say, well, of course it's five metres. Um, right, we're going to go over to news. Um, Joe, there is some news. There is quite a big piece of news. Okay, fine away with that. And that is that Australia is taking off this year's calendar, so 2021's calendar, and so they're not, they, would, they did reschedule it. It was meant to be our season opener. But due to the COVID uh, situation in Australia, in Melbourne especially, I think, uh, it's it's no longer happening. I seem to remember hearing this slightly earlier on. Thank you. I think, Thank I think, you. Was it Ed, I think? Was no, it? no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, what I ought to do, in fact, I, I won't because it will be too difficult, but I could easily go back to a previous edition 
and and replay what I said a few weeks ago. I got that 100% correct. To me, it was fairly obvious it was never going to happen. Thank, thank you for that. Uh, right. Thank you for that, Jack. Is there any other news, by the way? Uh, not to my knowledge. Well, obviously, there was the race, which is yes. quite a big piece Okay, of so let's go to... Oh, what, what I have to say as well. Sorry. So at the moment, uh, we've got Ed and we've got Joe. There's no sign of Max. I think Max has probably forgotten. Uh, we also... That's not like him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We also have Finn. Um, he's not really with us, is he? No. But when you're listening to this, it will sound as if Finn is he with is. us. But through the magic of editing... Um, It'll sound as if he, he is here. Right, so we're going to go with race supports. Okay, we're going to start off um, with Finn. Hello, again. I'm back. You, you round are, two. Yeah, round two, exactly, Finn. Um, Finn, I want you to... to uh, you're going to give me a star rating out of five stars for mm. the Grand Prix, the Austrian Grand Prix, and also go on to explain why you've given it the number of stars you have. How many stars? A solid three. Ooh, excellent. And why three stars? Looking at the podium, the yeah. top three was quite it was quite different. Like you normally know, it's not the casual Lewis Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen. Mm. No, no. It was Verstappen, Lando Norris, somehow third. Yes. And then in second, somehow Bottas. It was. And then God knows how Lewis Hamilton was for. I know. We, 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 did, we do our predictions every week and nobody predicted that Bottas would be in the top three and Hamilton wouldn't. Somebody predicted that Norris would finish third. Okay, so you, you're saying it was good because of the, the result. What about the race itself? Was it, was it very exciting to watch? It was pretty meh. It was pretty average. Pretty average? You know what I liked about the race? All the fans... Yeah, the red, the orange, sorry. Yes, all the Verstappen fans. Um, it makes you realise how important it is to have fans. So I actually watched, normally I watch the six-minute highlights on YouTube. I actually watched the full hour highlights on Sky because there was a crowd there. For me, it was much more watchable having a big crowd. Mm. Yeah, so it's frustrating with Russell as he's in Williams and he's not got a point and Williams aren't very good. Not, they're not very fast, but Russell in his Williams um, last weekend he got his he was in eighth, pitted, problem with his car, had to stop racing. This week, in the points, tenth place, on the last two laps he's overtaken Fernando Alonso's overtaken him, so he's he's on the last two laps he's lost lost his point. He he was it was there it was it was in front of him you could see it. And then it's just snatched away in him with the blink of the eye. Yes. Yeah. It's gone. That's right. So the pit crew were very disappointed with that, weren't they? Okay, Joe. Well, what about your star rating and reasoning for that for well, the Street Grand Prix? You know, I love the Red Bull Ring. I do know that. My favourite track on the calendar. I'm glad we've had a double header there. Plenty of overtaking. Actually, quite a different race from the last oh, week's yes, one, yeah, yeah. considering it's with the same circuit. Slightly softer tyre compounds. I'm not sure that has anything to do with it. Um, so I, I know I, I enjoyed the race. There was one blip I felt from the FIA. They were being um, a bit harsh on the penalties. Are we talking about the overtaking around the outside and drivers being forced off? Yeah, that is the talking point. Well, I I originally thought that um, I don't know. It, it looked it looked from the first lap like Checo Perez had been pushed off. 
And then it kept on happening. I thought, well, maybe that is just a normal racing line. And then people were trying to go around the outside. It kind of is. So I thought, well, maybe it was a bit harsh. And I, I think it probably was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I thought it was a good race. How many stars did you give it, by the way? And I would give it three stars. Yeah, I think Finn gave it three as well. You know, funnily enough, talking about that, those penalties, um, my first reaction was, well, hold on, that's just the driver on the inside taking the normal racing line. Yeah. So it is, I, my first reaction was, it is madness to penalise him for that. But then I thought, well, hold on. Um, then I completely changed my mind, actually, because, so if a driver is, you know, alongside on the exit of the corner, does this mean that the driver on the inside can always just push him out? Mm. I think the... Well, that was the Lando Norris I one. Think the where racing was he wasn't. He Harris didn't start from the outside. Yeah. Um, so they've gone round. Lando's just ahead, and then he's sort of taken the racing line. Harris has sort of had to. But there's there's nothing the person can do on the outside if yeah. he's alongside on the exit of a corner. Well, I think I think the difference was Lando Norris um, wasn't as far ahead as Checo Perez was to Leclerc. There were two inch incidents. Right. Uh, with one with Lando Norris on the inside, Sergio Perez on the outside. Yeah. And the one with Sergio Perez this time on the inside and Charles Leclerc on the outside. Sergio Perez kept a slightly tighter line and he was further in front of Charles, so he pushed him out and it seemed a bit more fair. Yeah. Um, but Lando Norris could quite easily see um, quite quite easily see Sergio Perez mm -hmm. and did sort of push him out. I don't know, but then you expect let them race, you yeah. know? You don't want to keep know, on controlling them. I, I, and it's not like Landon Norris is just going to give up second place. I'm it? in two minds about this because if if they're not allowed to take the normal racing line and exit the corner, surely that means that if you get alongside, if you're on the outside, you get alongside. Surely that means if the driver on the inside can't take the normal racing line because he's got to give you racing room, surely that means you'll always be able to overtake on the outside. Yeah. yeah. So it's penalising the driver. So I'm in two minds about this. It's what, a tough one, isn't it? What it Christian is. Horner said, the, the Red Bull team bosses, he thinks yeah. it was harsh from the stewards. He said, that um, it's just harsh racing. It's tough racing at the end of the day, and I agree with them. But the only trouble is, though, if a chap gets alongside on the outside of a corner, and they're side by side around the corner, and you don't have that rule, the person on the inside will always be able to push them off the track, which seems wrong as well. Mm. So I, I'm in literally two minds about this. Mm. I found myself saying, that's an outrageous decision. Then I was thinking, oh no, actually, maybe it's not. I so, think it depends on the, the situation, like how alongside they are. Well, that's why you have stewards doing it, not robots. Yeah. I think it all depends on the scenario and the stewards are there to make that decision. It's, it's a tricky one. Um, Ed, your rating and reasoning um, for that I'll match Joe. I'll go three stars. I didn't think it was, you know, anything amazing mm. like we saw at Imola or Baku. Bahrain or Baku, yeah. Mm. Um, but then it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a ball fest the whole time. So, yeah, three stars. Um, I, I mentioned when I was talking to Finn about, I, mean, I, I said I watched the, the full hour highlights on Sky because I like, because I enjoyed seeing the crowd there. Last weekend, did they have a much smaller crowd? Yes. Yeah. So were they restricted to... Numbers and now, I think last, that week, seemed, this weekend was full. full that seems to be, that seems full. And the Verstappen, I think grandstand it was called, was amazing. It was like pure oh. orange, like an almost football sort of well, stand. I, I it was just saying, amazing. The, the way you could hear them singing, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, Christian Horner, they went on to him on the Sky Sports coverage and he had to put the mic closer to him because really? they couldn't hear him. And he's at the pit wall on the pitch straight and mm. that they're in sector two. Yeah. So 
yeah, mental. The, the atmosphere was fantastic, and I actually enjoyed watching the highlights. Yeah. Um, excellent. Now, that leads us nicely on. Oh, in terms of other races, there, there was some other racing at the weekend. Um, you know Mitch in our tutor group, Ed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I actually, he was not tutor group. He was not tutor group. Um, so being year 11, he's, he, he's now gone. Um, I watched his race. He was racing at Thruxton on Saturday. Um, oh, what's, what's his car? I forgot what his car is now. Um, he had a very eventful race. He qualified, I think he qualified 11th. He got up to 9th. Then I think he dropped back to 11th. And at one stage, Church is a very fast right-hander around the the, um, the far end of the Thruxton circuit. He had two wheels of his car on the grass. So it was hugely entertaining. Wow. Uh, but, but also... Well, obviously, the, the listeners will know him because we had an interview. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, well said, Joe. So it's the same one there we're talking about. Yeah. Now, I think if you follow him on Instagram, I think it's Mitch Marie Motorsport. Oh, really? I, he sends the links to the things oh, you can yeah. watch him live. Right. See, I don't do that sort of... <laughs> do you not? Instagram. No, I don't. Know. I'm far too... Well, That's I'm not going to say I'm old. Far too trendy. Too, too trendy. Too much good things to do with your time. Too sophisticated. Too sophisticated. It's a little bit below me, all that <laughs> too stuff. Much <laughs> too much Too much paddleboarding. Now, there's also... There's Indy cars, actually, uh, from yeah. Mid-Ohio... That was won by Joseph Newgarten. Well deserved because he was the chap who was leading at Road America last time out. His gearbox went all funny. So that was well deserved. Now, moving on to the predictions table. So results from the weekend. Let's just take the weekend results. It was a win for myself and Ed. We got 50 points uh, each. Joe, you were second or third, I suppose, with 35. And Max scored 25. Now, this means... In terms of the overall table, there's been a lot of change. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ed, you are now in the lead. You're on nice. 320 points. Joe, you're five behind on 315. Ooh, I said... I'm now going to be interesting. I'm going to say what I think now. I said last <laughs> week I was confident I could catch match. Max, and I have. Max and I are tied on 255. Quite close, we, isn't it? Although yeah. there's no Grand Prix this weekend, in the second part we'll do predictions for the British Grand Prix. Now that's getting serious now because I'm determined to beat Max. Uh, I'm sure oh, you too. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be. A, we'll give that an awful lot of thought. So yours uh, actually paid off then to catch up with Max. It did. Yeah. It did. So I, I, mean, I it did. Um, so I was really pleased with that. I, inspired decision going for Norris in third. He always goes well at the Red Bull Ring. He does. Uh, as I said, I might have said this before. I, I, I know I have, but I first went to the Red Bull Ring, which is about three or four years ago, to watch the European Le Mans Series race. Um, Norris was in the Formula was in one of the Formula Renault supporting races, and I had a text from my brother saying, "Watch out for Lando Norris," and um, he, he won the race. It was very exciting, a very exciting Formula Renault race. So that, so there we go. So I kind of, and also he had that third place last year, didn't he? Yeah. He always goes well at the Red Bull Ring. Okay, we're going to move on. Uh, to bunch of fives. Uh, so the, the rules are thin. I'm going to give you a topic and you've got to name, a category rather, and you've got to name five um, things from that category. I haven't explained that terribly well. So, Finn, and I'm going to give you 15 seconds on this. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the first category is, is you've got to name me. I think you'll find this quite easy. You've got to name me five Formula One drivers, starting now. Stappen, Perez, Bottas, Hamilton, Morris. Well, you did that in five seconds. That was far too easy. Second category. It's going to be 15 seconds again. You've got to name five 
Formula One teams? Alpine, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren. You did that in six seconds. Okay, another one. There's going to be another thing. You've got to name, again, in 15 seconds, you've got to name five Formula One racetracks. Spa, Monza, Baku. Uh, Monza, I said Monza. I'm not, I think you might have. Carry on. Uh, Red Bull Ring and... Oh, bad luck, Finn. The time is up. You got four out of five. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think that uh, is all for part one. And uh, uh, we'll see you after the break. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to part two, um, and uh, we've been joined by Max. Hello. So, uh, can you explain to our listeners, Max, where you were in part one? Oh, well, everyone knows I'm very organised. Okay. Yes, very. Yeah. And uh, I had to go to the doctor's on Monday, so naturally when I got back to school, I thought right. it was Monday. Right, so you literally forgot what day of the week it was. Well, I thought it was Monday. I got right. confused. So, the doctor's appointment wasn't the reason you weren't, you weren't here. It was the fact that you thought it was Monday when it was Tuesday. Yes, that, yeah, that yeah. is right. It's that organisation 101. Yeah. yeah. That is funny enough, Max, tomorrow in history, we're going to be talking about Stalin. Well, yeah, well, there was a link to organisation. And um, Trotsky didn't turn up to Lenin's funeral. And uh, apparently... Didn't, didn't get a doctor's appointment and then went, no, well, that's, you're not 100% wrong, because oh. we're not entirely sure why. The textbook says that Stalin deliberately didn't invite Trotsky. Other textbooks say that, that Trotsky was ill and was in the Caucasus with his wife and, and couldn't make it. But I think there's another theory I've just thought of. Maybe Trotsky thought it was Monday when it was Tuesday. Maybe. Maybe quite, we need to possibly. insert some laughs for so yeah. you're not getting any from us. <laughs> I can assure you there'll be lots of laughter on this. I can assure you of that. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Now the laughter's died down. Uh, in, in terms of uh, news, um, now the big news, you might, you may, you're probably not aware of this, but the Peugeot hypercar oh, is launched. Amazing. I've seen it, it looks amazing. Matt Black and neon green. Interesting. So you think it looks amazing. In fact, amazing. all the comments have been very positive. It does look. It looks amazing. Okay, I'm going to ask, it's called the... Peugeot 9x8. So, so, so people go on the internet, do a search for Peugeot Hypercar. It was launched this week. Uh, any thoughts about? Okay, you say it all looked amazing. What's different about the way it looks? There's uh, no real wing. Yes. You know what? You know. Yeah. Joe, my opinion is this: for goodness' sake, stick a, a rear wing on that car, and it will look amazing. It looks like it's been in a crash, and the rear wing's fallen off. And you know what? It also reminds me of. Does it remind you a little bit, a tiny bit, without the rear wing, of a, of a Formula E car? It sort of looks like an IDR. In terms of the rear body work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it actually, it does, doesn't it? Right. Look, for goodness sake, if you put a rear... Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, I see that. If you put a rear wing on that car, it will look amazing. Mm. So, for goodness sake, I, what, what I hope happens is when they do all their testing, they'll realise they're not gener generating enough downforce and they'll have to put a rear wing on it. So, that was the big sports car news. Um, got some sad news actually. Um, this week, Chapel Carlos Reutemann died. Yeah, well, he was nineteen eighty one. Well done, drivers. Yes, very good. Yes, he was a Williams driver actually. 
good knowledge there, Joe. Uh, moving on to something that, that you mentioned um, in episode one, not only is there no Australian Formula One race, no great surprise, there's also no Australian MotoGP. Have you seen the people, sorry, the, the car we were just talking about? The the, the Persia. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the, the driver lineup? Tell me the driver lineup. Paul DeResta, really? Kevin Magnussen, and John Eric Byrne. Paul DeResta. Paul DeResta, yeah. John Eric Byrne, and Kevin Magnussen. That's pretty, Strong lineup. That's yeah. pretty impressive. So, going back to the MotoGP, they're going to have an extra MotoGP in uh, Portugal. They're going back to Portimao at the end of the season. That, that kind of makes sense. And they're saying that the, the great pity about there being an Australian MotoGP is you've got Jack Miller obviously winning races, but you also got Gardner leading the Moto2 Championship. So, it would have been fantastic for Australian fans to have you know, contenders in you know, MotoGP and uh, Moto2. That is a great shame. I think that probably concludes the news, unless you've got anything I else. I think that's everything. Excellent. Let's move on. Do you have uh, Tom's pit stop pilgrimage answer? I worked out the country. I worked out the country, India. It is. Can we? Can we? Can you read us the clue again? So I got as far as India. That's a, that's kind of where I stopped. Um, I'm just going to. They're actually looking on their phones for the. Okay, you got it. Do you want to? Yeah, I've got last week's clue. Okay, if you read that out. The cow sits by the river and looks at the tiger in the rain. Nine million in 1.2 billion can take part in trusting, coordinating and communicating. In aid of chess, importing arms for the volunteer army, the hills grow where once was an island shore. Now, the the, the anagram was, remind me of the anagram? I know it was Indian because I got Indian myself. I can imagine it's in aid. It was in aid. So the answer and was also, um, the cow sits by the river. Cow's a... Um, I haven't looked at the answer. It's a sacred animal. It's a sacred animal, and 1.2 billion people live in India. Population and tigers are in India. What about the motorsport relevance of that? Do we have that at hand? Um, I'm going to have to. Oh, they're looking on their phones. We we don't have that at the moment. I mean, we we know there was an Indian um, Formula One Grand Prix for a couple of years. It's quite recent, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, I would say probably about. That sound about right. Not not the world's greatest track. Oh, you got the the relevance. Okay, Joe, over to you. So it is uh, because it is where the blind man rally car happens. So it's a blind rally. So they memorise all the track. And if, if it's a rally, sure, there'd be a co-driver telling them left and right. And also, yeah, yeah and then, I suppose they do memorise the track. Um, it's hoping it's 11th annual blind man rally right. car. Sorry. In order to empower the blind this and is, build relationships between the sighted and the blind. This is great. Right, Joe, there's no way the blind man driver is going to just memorise the track. That's terrifying. No, no, it's going to be a co-driver who's sighted will be reading the instructions. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm it's going clear. to be a sighted co-driver. Yeah, yeah there, is. Yeah. there but, is. yeah. All I'm saying is you can't have a blind rally driver by himself. No, trying no to there are two people that in would there. Be, there are two people in yeah, there. That yeah. would be literally disaster. Health and safety would mean that's not going to happen. Yeah, the navigator is uh, visually impaired. That oh, shout out directions. So the navigator is visually impaired. As they use a braille map to direct, direct the partner that's to incredible, the checkpoints. So you've got to... That's interesting. So they could both be blind, actually. And anybody because is allowed the, to participate in the rally. Because yeah. the pace notes uh, are in Braille. So the, the driver must be blind. Yeah. And the co-driver could be blind or partially sighted. That is incredible. And anybody is allowed to participate. If uh, interested, you can just simply turn up at the designated start point. As long as uh, you're blind. As long as you're blind. Yes. And wait to be paired with a partner. That's, that's pretty good. I like that. I've, I've never heard of that before. And the cars are decorated according to the specific year's theme. So each year there are different themes and each team is given a set of directions and speed that need to maintain whilst driving. That sounds really good. 
do we have do we have one for this week? Because it's going to be a few weeks before we give the answer. So uh, that's I'm fine. Okay. You have oh, okay. Yeah. Ed, Ed yeah, is organised. Okay. Ed? Um, in the news for the first time on a river with grass downlands, a pioneering monastery chimed lever. This uh, week you'll be on. Did you say four... chimed lever? I did. Thinking that's the anagram. Carry on. We'll see. This week you will be on four different flights and a train to travel over two days, a distance of five thousand five hundred sixty-eight miles. Right. Answer in our bonus August summer episode. Yes, excellent. Right, I'm confident because I, I think I've spot. I think I've spotted the anagram. I'm confident of getting that now. I mean, Max, we haven't got any quiz questions, have we? Oh, I could give you a few, sir. Uh, have you really? Yeah. Where are they? Where are they coming from? My head. Oh, this is a first. Right, okay. Right, okay. Who won the 1987 Silverstone Grand Prix? Right. Do you know the answer? Yes. Good, good. It was Nigel Mansell. Correct. Who was standing on the exit of Stowe and saw Mansell overtake PK for the lead? Uh, Girl to win. Oh, uh, was it you, sir? It was me. It was indeed. Excellent question there, Max. Uh, any more questions from your <laughs> mind? Who won? Yes. The 1987 yes. Monaco Grand Prix. Excellent. Uh, this was Ayrton Senna in a camel-sponsored Lotus Honda. It was Lotus Honda. Yeah. And it was the first victory for an active active ride car. I am right. Uh, this is, these are excellent questions. I'm very impressed with this. Um, is that it? You got yes, one more? That's it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's okay, because I've answered them very well, unless you're baking to ask another one. Who won the 1986? Yes. French Grand Prix. Oh, that's, that's a good question. 86 French. Um, I've got a feeling it was Nigel Mansell. It was on, I'll tell you what, what I did know about the 86 French Grand Prix. It was on the shortened Paul Ricard circuit because Elio, Elio De Angelis was killed in testing earlier in the year. And they basically cut the circuit in half. So we didn't have the full mile Mistral straight, kind of half a mile. Max, do you have the answer? I think it was Nigel Mansell. It was Nigel. I think I remember watching it actually on, on Grandstand. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Uh, Max, that was very impressive. You remembered the questions. You remembered the answers. Of course, being an historian, remembering facts is, is quite, uh, it's quite, it's quite an important Pivotal. thing, isn't it? Right. Uh, we've done that. Ed, are you ready with your Who Am I? As always. Excellent. Right. Ten questions. Yep. Who's, Max, do you want to start us off? Yes. Don't waste too much time. Otherwise, I have to edit the, the, the silence. Are you a world champion? No. Uh, should we do F1? D- did you race in F1? Yes. Okay. So a non-world champion okay. that okay. in F1. Have you won a Grand Prix? No. Okay, seven to go. Um, now we need to know the era, don't we? It's the era is the key. Um, did you did you race last century? No. So he's, he's okay. 2000. So two thousand onwards. Are you European? Good question. Yes. So European. A European. Magnussen. Well, it, it, of course it could be, couldn't it? That's not a question. And we have it? talked about Magnussen in the driver lineups for the. Well, I would say Didn't we have someone Magnus? we haven't had before. Have we had, had Magnussen before? We did. We, we have. I'm not sure. We got five left. Okay, so we know. He's, are you British? Yes. Right. That. Right. Okay. So. So we got Duresta, Paul Duresta. We talked about, and we he, mentioned him just now. And I know that Ed likes. You know, he likes to make these questions topical. Yeah. He's British. Um. So we're talking. Well, did Paul Duresta well, win a race? No, he didn't. No, he well, did straight both. away. Can you he think? I can only think of one other British Formula One driver in the 2000s. You didn't, oh, win. didn't win. So I th- go for, ask that question. Ask the question. Is it Paul Duresta? 
Yes. Well done. We got it with three questions Good remaining. Stuff. That's so it's taken us a whole term. Uh, to actually ask the, the, the right questions. Very good. Um, we're moving on, I think, to predictions this weekend. Is it was the British Grand Prix? Yeah. Not and this weekend, next weekend. No, it's this weekend. No, it's no, next, next weekend. weekend. Is it? We have triple header. We're having a week's break. And then next weekend. I didn't realise. Oh, I didn't realise that. That would explain... You know, because I was thinking... I was thinking to myself, gosh, how can it be the British Grand Prix and the Petrolist Speedo on the same weekend uh that that makes perfect sense well we can still we're still going to do predictions for silverstone um uh we're going to go first to finn uh who slightly bizarrely uh is outside um finn what's the weather like with you oh windy it's quite thundery getting quite wet lots of rain okay oh dear oh dear well okay well, well We'll make this as brief as possible, Finn, to avoid you getting too wet. Uh, so, um, it's British Grand Prix in Silverstone this weekend, Finn. Yeah. Um, what are your... You need the top three. What are your top three? So, uh, P3, I'm going to go with... I'm going to put in... I think I reckon we're going to have another Landon Norris P3. Ooh, okay. Okay. Two. Second, this is... Second, I think this is Mercedes week, so I'm going to go Verstappen second. Yes. And then Lewis Hamilton P1. I think those predictions are pretty good. It wouldn't surprise me if you get the one and two right. Norris in third is a bit of a gamble, but Never obviously liked. he's on good form, isn't he? Oh. oh what, what? Are you okay? There's trees falling over. Oh dear. Um, yeah. Are you okay, Finn? You survived the tree, very good. I think you want to get back indoors now. It seems to be quite an oak tree right in front of me now, so I might, I might have to check out for now. Very good. Well, enjoy your holiday, and we'll speak to you uh, next season. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. Joe, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to go for the Verstappen win, mm-hmm. Hamilton P2, yeah. and I'm going to go for P3. So it's quite, a, it's quite a quick track. So I'm going to go for... Oh, I'm going to play safe because Ed's in front of me. I'm going to go for Hamilton P3. So I'm going to go for Verstappen, yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Verstappen, Verstappen, Hamilton, Hamilton. Hamilton. Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. I'm going to go. Yeah, good. Max. I'm going to go break for mold because I think good. I'm still in last position. Uh, we're last equal. So it's oh, you right. and me and a jewel. So I'm going to go Hamilton because yeah. he's got such a good record. He has there, you're right. He has. Verstappen. Uh, yeah, I was going to go for that. Bottas. Mercedes is kind of what I was going to go for. Right, I'm going to have to. Change my prediction, Ed. I reckon it could be a Hamilton win. Hamilton P1. I can't see Verstappen finishing any lower than P2. And then P3, maybe Lando. That's the same prediction. No, 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 it's not. No, no, because Finn went for Verstappen. No, no, he didn't. No, that's the same as Finn's. Okay, I'll I'll, mix up a little bit. We don't Uh, have to. No, no, you can go with that one. Oh, we'll stick with that. Right, okay. Max, you said Hamilton win. I think you're right, but I'm gonna because I want to, to beat you, Max. I'm gonna go for Stappen one. Yeah. Let's really mess. Let's go for Stappen one, Hamilton two, Perez three. You didn't do that, did you? That wasn't. That's me. Yeah. Is but that, we're, we're not fighting fine. together. No, exactly. Exactly. You could change P three to German <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I think about that, Max. Now here we go. Going back to what Finn was. Well, not what Finn was saying, but what happened to Finn earlier. This reminds me. This reminds me of a race. Why does uh, Finn's report remind me of the Monza 1000 kilometer race 
1985. Any thoughts? A tree fall. Did that. you know that? No, but you are right. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yes. You are, 1985, Monza 1,000 kilometers was stopped about 15 or 20 laps early because a tree fell across the track. <laughs> and um, so this is, we're talking, you know, the World Endurance Championship. We're talking the golden era, the, the Group C cars. In those days, your Othman's Porsche 962s always won. In oh, it's a golden era, but it was very predictable. Well, ah. well you say that. And I went to the um, Silverstone <laughs> race, which was around following that. And your, your factory Porsche 962s would, they would, in the opening laps, they would pretty much drop to the back. And then they'd work their oh, way through the because it was all to do with fuel economy. So they wouldn't burn too much fuel in the first couple of hours, and the others might burn too much fuel. They'd have to slow down, and invariably the the Porsche, the Rothmans Porsche 962s, the factory team would always come through at the end. I imagine what happened in Monza. They didn't win that race because it was stopped. It was the Kramer uh, uh, Porsche 962 that won. I imagine that was probably during a round of pit stops. I imagine the Rothmans Porsches were probably winning. But they were probably just pitted, and I, I imagine the Kramer 962 hadn't made its scheduled pit stop by the time the tree fell, and that's yeah. why it won the race. Well, so I, I just it just reminded me of that. Um, can I just say just quickly before Silverstone? Yes. Before we, meant, uh, before we move on, um, we're set to have sprint races at Silverstone, aren't we? Oh, yeah. I've forgotten all about that. I'm not quite sure how it works still. So. I believe on Saturday we're going to have Q3 and normal qualifier, uh, FP3 yes. and normal qualifier, yeah. which will then, that qualifying will go into the sprint race, which is on Saturday race. afternoon. Yeah. 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 And then Saturday afternoon we have sprint race, which sets the grid for Sunday. Mm. Now I've been doing, I've been doing a bit of music. Music, excellent. <laughs> and I actually think the sprint races could benefit Daniel Ricciardo. Why? Because he can't well, get out of Q. Because he can't look, get into Q three. If you so look at help. it, he uh, he starts off very low, yeah. and he's ending up making up quite a few places, often five or six, because yeah. he starts so low. Yeah, I like this. And if he could do that in the sprint races, he could be starting. Yeah. A lot higher. So than you're saying it benefits the people who aren't terribly good at qualifying, qualifying but are very good races. races. Yeah. yeah, Max, that is an excellent point. That's first of many. The, well, <laughs> <laughs> that was an excellent point. There, Max. Um, I think we're coming to, towards the end now. In terms of, I mean, this is the last episode of our current season because this is the last week of our term. We'll obviously be back, uh, so as live uh, next term in yeah, September. We will be. I think the plan is for us to have at least one episode during the holidays. Um, I imagine I don't really want to do that over teams because I'm so over doing stuff over teams. We'll probably do it the same way that you did at half term. We did those recordings and we put them together. Yeah. And we can talk about what we've been up to in the holidays. Ed, you can talk about the Festival of Speed. Yeah. Tell oh, us the definitely. cars that impressed you. Did you go to any races, sir? Uh, well, by the time we get to that um, show in the middle of the holidays, I would have made the decision whether I'm going to the MotoGP or not. Go, go, I, go, well, go. I am going. Yes. I, I am going. Go so I, 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 will, yeah. I will update. And try, try and get into the paddock. Yes. So, yeah, I'm a reporter. Part. I'm a reporter. Have you listened to well, the Well, the, 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 the only thing is, is that the MotoGP is at the very end of the holiday. But... Uh, that's fine. I'm like, I, I, I could sort of... I'm sure Miss McGuire will be fine you missing out the first week <laughs> or so. Just explain. Right. So, basically, um, this is the end of uh, Series 3. So, what have we learned uh, from this week's show? 
Trotsky didn't attend Lenin's funeral. The Dead Sea is the lowest point in the world, and not the Netherlands. The Peugeot hypercar needs a rear wing. And Max quite literally doesn't know what day of the week it is. This was an SJC radio production. It was presented and written by Mr. Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The special guest this week was Finn. It was edited by Mr. Bird and the producer was Tom Russell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the About page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well